Hello and a very warm welcome to you, our dear listener. This is the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. We have a great show lined up for you. Thanks for joining us. I am your host, Monica Kamokwa. Glad that you have joined us and that you are tuned in. To start off the show is Barry Lasano, who will be talking about health on Health Talk. Then later on, Ian Mose will join us in the Bible segment with the topic Resist Temptation. But first, let's get the song Nilipo Jikwa by Mangu Voice of Hope. Stay tuned. Nilipo Jikwa, nilipata msaada, wako mungu wangu, huku niacha. Umeyaili kuwa na misiku zote Nilipojikwa, nilipata msaada Kwa kumungu wangu, huku niyacha Umeyaili kuwa na misiku zote Mimi Mimi mungu wako ulisujudie mimi Uwapo rashida nite mungu wako Na mimi takutua mizigo yako e mwana angu Usisite site kujakwangu Mimi Mimi mungu wako ulisujudie Shida nite mungu wako Na mimi takutua mizigo yako e mwana angu Usisite site kutakwandu Yesu ni kamanda aliongoza mimi Kwa upendo mwingi siku staili Amea hili kuwa nami siku zote Yesu ni kamanda aliongoza mimi Kwa upendo mwingi siku stahili Amea hili kuwa nami siku zote Mimi Mimi mungu wako unisujulie mimi Uwapo na shida nite mungu wako Na mimi takutua mizigo yako e mwana angu Usisite site kuja kwangu Mimi, mimi mungu wako unisujulie mimi Shida nite mungu wako Na mini takutua mizigo yako e mwana angu Usisite site kuja kwandu Mimi, mimi mungu wako Unisujudie mimi Uwapo na shida nite mungu wako 
na mimi takutua mizigo yako e mwanangu usisite site kuja kwangu usisite site kuja kwangu Welcome back dear listener. That was Nilipojikwa by Mangu Voice of Hope. You are listening to the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the Voice of Hope. Here comes Barry Laseno with more on health. Stay tuned and be on the know. with great pleasure that I welcome you once again. Thank you for joining us as we discuss this important topic may it be a learning experience that will aid you in maintaining your health properly. If you were ever given a treasure, yours for keeping, won't you be happy to be the owner of something beautiful? But being the owner of a treasure is not enough. You have to maintain the condition of the treasure so that it keeps looking beautiful and lasts long for your own good. If the owner of a car chooses to ignore all the rules for taking care of his car, he will be the one who has to walk back when the motor car refuses to work, and he will have to pay for the repairs. So it is with your health. It is your treasure to guard and maintain so that you can enjoy the benefit. You can choose to be healthy and happy. You can decide to take good care of your body and mind to follow the instruction book. You can also choose to ignore all the rules, to drink the wrong things, put the wrong food in your stomach, rub sand in your eyes, and pour corrosive substances to your skin. But you will suffer. You will pay and pay painfully and with regret. It is your choice. Your life is valuable and only one life is given to us. You can't buy another life or body. Only what you have belongs to you. We should all ask ourselves one important question. How can I use my powers best so that they may yield the greatest profit? How can I do most for the glory of God and the benefit of fellow men? Our first duty toward God and our fellow beings is self-development. We should be very careful to keep ourselves in the best condition so that we may give God the best and serve fellow humanity heartily. Health is a treasure. Of all temporal possessions, it is the most precious. Time spent in taking care of our physical bodies is time well spent, and the physical affects the mental, spiritual and social health real health is more than lack of pain it is a state of complete physical and mental well-being it is not merely the absence of disease you may ask how can we obtain this kind of health it is true that there are times when you may have felt weak lost appetite could not concentrate preferred to stay in bed felt pain or even vomited you then went to see a physician who may have advised you to drink lots of water, avoid having stagnant waters around your home, and also eat lots of fruits and vegetables. This is a clear indication of something wrong with your health. I want to tell you today that health does not come by luck or accident. It is a reward for taking care of the body properly, just as a beautiful smooth running motor car is the result of good care. Our bodies operate according to laws. All the laws of nature, which are the laws of God, are designed for our good. All our habits, tastes, and desires 
must be educated to be in harmony with the laws of life and health. The different parts of the body and the mind are very closely related. The mind is the thinking part of us and it cannot live alone. It needs blood from the heart to keep it functioning well and the heart must have oxygen from the lungs. Nor can the body get along without the mind because the nerves come from the mind to tell our bodies what to do. The body needs the mind and the mind needs the body. The mind affects the body and the body affects the mind. There is need for an understanding in our world today of the many things contributing to or affecting our health and happiness. This include proper care of the mind and body by obedience to the laws of health, a happy home, and proper relationships to one's fellow men and to God. All these affect our health. You and I have the opportunity to a great extent of making ourselves whatever we choose to be. This is the governing power in the nature of man, the power of decision, the power of choice. What you are at the end of this life is, is the result of the decisions and choices you make now. The first step toward health and happiness is choosing to be healthy and happy. Why not start today? Today is your day. Thank you for joining us and I trust that this program has made a positive difference in your life. May God guide you in making the right choices today and always. Goodbye. Are you just joining us? This is the New Life Program with me, Monica Kamokwa, your host, coming to you live from the Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Always a pleasure to have you with us. If you wish to drop comments, suggestions, or questions, do so through the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 001000, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us at awrnairobi@eku.adventist.org. You are listening to the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Don't change the channel. No tears in heaven, no sorrows even, all will be glory in that land. There will be no sadness, all will be gladness. When we shall join that happy band, no tears, no tears, sorrows and pain will all afloat. No tears, no tears in heaven, no tears in heaven will be no. Glory is waiting, waiting up yonder, where we shall spend our endless days. There we, the Savior, will be forever, when all our sorrows end this way. No tears, no tears, sorrows 
Listener, thanks for choosing our station. We are because you are. And now, please join me as I welcome Ian Mose for the Bible segment. His message is Resist Temptation. Be blessed. Greetings, dear listener, in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our study today. The topic of our study is resisting temptation. I am your presenter, Ian Muse. Many Christians frequently overcome by temptation because they have never been taught to use God's resources to fight the enemy. The Bible says, The word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalms chapter 119 verse 11 The word of God is the most commonly neglected resource in resisting the clamoring of the lower nature. Discovering how to resist evil temptation through claiming the power of God in scripture has been one of the most valuable things I have learned since becoming a Christian. The first thing we need to realize is that temptation by itself is not wrong. All of us are tempted to do evil. Even Jesus, our Savior, was tempted, yet he was without sin. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 The question is how do we achieve victory over the things by which we are so often tempted? How can you resist evil when constantly pressured by the devil to submit? A most basic yet often overlooked fact is that no victory will come to us from God without our cooperation. The Lord is not going to reach down with a hand from heaven to remove the cigarette from our lips, nor will he physically take the whiskey bottle out of our hands. He won't strike our television with lightning to keep us from watching violent programs or stir up a great wind and blow all of our pornographic material out of the house. These are the things we choose to overcome, all the while believing in God's power to back up the choices we've made. Victories for the Christian are not achieved by willpower alone or by taking motivational courses. So how do they come? Let's go to the Bible for some answers. The first step to victory is found in Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. Choose you this day whom ye will serve. For the sake of illustration, let's say that you're trying to quit smoking. If you don't have a smoking habit, apply the principle to your own particular need. If you say to yourself, well, I kind of want to quit smoking, or I sort of want to overcome, or I think it will be a good idea to quit, that's not making a choice that is fooling around 
with sin. First, make a choice by saying, I choose this day to serve Jesus Christ and not to do this sinful act anymore. You must make the choice. This is exercising the will, which is the power to make deliberate decisions and determine actions. We make a choice first, and then God will give us the power to fulfill the choices we have made. Once you have made a choice, the next step is to claim the promise. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. But thanks be to the God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God gives us the victory we need. If we are sinning and realize that what we are doing is sin, we don't need to pray and ask if it's God's will for us to overcome that sin. We already know it is God's will that we stop sinning. There is no need to pray. Lord, if it's your will for me to stop smoking, then please help me to quit. Or Lord, if it's your will for me to stop stealing, please help me quit. God has already told us in his word that we are not to do these things. And when we know that something is against God's will, we can confidently claim this promise that he will give us the victory over it. In Mark chapter 11 verse 22, we read, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. In order to withstand the devil's attack, we must have faith in God. Jesus promises, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Verse 24. Sometimes you tell God, I know I need to forsake this sin. Please help me, Lord. Give me the victory I so badly need. We pray and ask over and over again, never realizing that all the while God is offering his power to us, saying, won't you please take the power to back up your request? After asking for God's help, we must get up off our knees and say, Lord, I believe that you have given me the victory I have requested. This is how we claim Jesus' promise that what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Mark chapter 11 verse 24 As we have learned, the first step in overcoming is to make the choice. I choose not to do this sin. The second step is to say, Thank you, God, for the victory. I believe it. I receive it. Apply this to your life right now. Take any sin you want to conquer and say, Lord, because it is according to your will for me to overcome, I confidently claim the victory. Then as soon as you take the gift by faith, it becomes yours. The third and final step is found in Romans chapter 6 verse 11 which says, Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. To claim the promise, we must tell ourselves that we have now become dead to the sinful habit that formerly enslaved us. Just as a corpse cannot be tempted because it can't respond to temptation, so also will Christians be unresponsive to temptation if they consider themselves dead to sin. Say to yourself, I can no more respond to that sinful temptation than a dead person could. I consider myself to be dead to that sinful thing. When I make a choice, that's my no. That's also when I claim the victory from God. Then finally, I must say, I will not respond to it. If you follow this simple plan, you will not succumb to sinful temptations. 
How can you succumb to anything that you've made a resolute choice against? Especially if you've thanked and accepted God for the power to back up that choice and then rejected the thought by stating, I don't even respond to it. The next thing we can do as overcomers is to make sure that temptation is held to a minimum. Romans chapter 13 verse 14 tells us how, But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh, to fulfill the last thereof. Notice the two parts of this verse. First, we are told to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, begin and end every day with a thorough conversion. When you get up in the morning, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. By asking God for the Holy Spirit, so you can walk in the Spirit and not after the flesh. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 to 4. Have you noticed that when you have spent time with God early in the morning, you feel stronger spiritually to go out and meet the day? And conversely, when you don't spend that time with the Lord in the morning through prayer or Bible study, does it seem that you just don't experience the close work you desire? If you don't spend time putting on the Lord Jesus Christ, then when the temptation comes, you won't have spiritual power to fight it. It's so much easier when you already feel that closeness. We are told, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16. You're either going to be in the spiritual mindset or in the carnal mindset. When you walk in the spirit, the fleshly things cannot have strength and vice versa. When you have the fleshly mind, spiritual things do not appeal to you. The fleshly mind wants to overeat, drink alcohol, smoke, hold a grudge, lose its temper, etc. Paul is saying, put on the spiritual mind and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. When we are told, make not provision for the flesh, in Romans chapter 13 verse 14, that means don't put yourself in a situation to be tempted unnecessarily. For example, let's say I'm an alcoholic. Do you think it will be a good idea for me to go into a tavern or a bar and sit down where there are people drinking all around me and then pray, Lord, please help me not to drink while I'm here. Do you think that is sensible? Is it logical to put temptation for the flesh all around you and pray for God to deliver you from it? No. The first thing the Lord will say is, well, if you really want to be delivered, Leave the bar immediately. Dear listener, let us meditate upon these words. Be blessed. Thank you for staying tuned throughout the show. I hope you're blessed just like I was. Don't forget to send us your views, comments, or questions about the show to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Email us at awrnairobi at Until next time. I have been your host, Monica Kamokwa. God bless you abundantly.
Sorrows and pain will all flow. 
no cheese in heaven will be no glory is waiting waiting at yonder where we shall spend our endless days there we the savior will be forever when all our sorrows and this way no tears in heaven no tears in heaven sorrows and pain will all our flow